You hear that? We're back. What's good? What's good? You, oh, you guys hear that? That new music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. You don't see me now, but I'm, I'm nodding my head. I'm bobbing my head. But tell me who was by. It's uh. That, that shit's fire. Yeah, that shit's fire. Yeah. Uh, dude, bureaucratic. I found him. Uh, I actually listened to another podcast. It was Dissect Podcast. Shout out. Shout. Yeah, another shout out to Dissect Podcast. It's a pretty dope podcast. But they have. He had his intro on, on that, and towards the end, he like shouted him out. I was like, damn, this is be. Uh, this would be good for. I mean, it'll be good for our podcast. Oh yeah, this is definitely better tuned for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Way more in our. It sounds like we're actually in our style. It sounds like yo, we're playing in traffic. Oh shit, you know, right, like we're running right, through traffic right, right, and right, right. it's action packed. It's a little hip hoppy. Right. It's black. I well, like he's white, it. but you know, he he's making <laughs> black music, but it's good it for the culture. Yeah, for the culture. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, hopefully. Dude, you said his name is bureaucratic. Yeah, b bureaucratic b i r o c r a t i c. You can find him on Bandcamp. Um, so shout out to him for I mean like he has his whole it's pretty cool it's pretty cool hustle that he has he like just he, he's like a, a beat peddler right so he makes beats but then you can you obviously you can use your use his beats to use forever whatever content that's what's you up. Want. yeah and crazy. I was looking at the price basically I mean it's essentially it's basically nothing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's as close to nothing as as you can get for paying for something. Right. And I'm like, he makes a lot, he has a lot of music out. I mean, it's kind of, it's a little weird that he gives yeah. it away like that, right, but right, shout right. out to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's creatives helping other creatives. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, helping us make it happen. Um, and ironically, he, uh, when I found that, he was performing, he performed in, in Brooklyn. Oh, that's uh, what's up. This past weekend. So I went and saw him and uh, was and live. He, yeah, it was, was cool. It was, it was a really, uh, really was good set. Lit? It was uh, Liddington, as the uh, kids say. Mm. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, I had a good weekend. Uh, how was your weekend? Did you celebrate Mother's Day? Um, I did. Uh, went out to, to Far Rock to go see my mom. Nice. How's she doing? Um, she's doing well. I found out something new about her this weekend, actually. What? Um, so we always have this dilemma, because we never really know what our mom likes, other than Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's a very like stoic character. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, as we're getting ready to go home, she's like, you know, I'd really like to go bowling. Mm. It's like, what? Word. We I took her bowling like three years ago. Mm-hmm. She never really said anything from She's just like, oh, I just want my own shoes. I was like. She just wanted to go bowling just to get her own shoes? No, she wants to go bowling, oh, but oh, she doesn't oh. want to use their shoes. Oh, oh, oh. You got to use her shoes. Yeah. So she's like, oh, uh, I just want my own shoes, but I don't know if they're expensive. We're like, uh, we can get you shoes. That's like the one strict rule that they have. <laughs> and bowling, it's like you have to wear the fucking shoes. Right. Or they get, there's like, no, you uh, can't, you can't they get bowl. super mad. Yeah. Always but the, you can just buy, you know, bowling shoes. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Wait, you can? You, yeah. I've never seen, where do you, where do you buy them at? I mean, like online. Yeah. I've never. They're not really like, I mean, you're not going to find them in models or. Yeah. Uh, the Adidas store. Oh, they always remind me like tap dancing shoes. Yeah. No, every every time I put them the on. Store. Yeah. <laughs> every time I put them on, I start like tapping, tap dancing and shit. Can you imagine if Michael Jordan starts to get into like professional bowling? I can see. I can see some bowling gear. He'd be gambling and shit with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. He'd be mad competitive too. He'd be he'd be competitive. Have his own apparel. Yeah. His styling and profiling on people. Be mad competitive, just get him and Walt Clyde Frazier on the same team, just looking Sheet. real dope out Sheet. there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I didn't know she liked any any like activity like that, and so 
it was nice to hear because now, now I know for her birthday, you just fuck. Yeah, it's dope. Uh, spoiler alert. We're going to take you bowling on your birthday. <laughs> Has she been listening to podcasts? She doesn't listen. We curse oh, way word, word, too word. much. Oh, word. Way Damn. too Damn. much. Sorry, Ma. She <laughs> sent us straight to communion or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These boys need Jesus. They need Jesus. Hey, Zeus. Yeah, man. So how was your mom? She's good. Um, uh, so I just, I didn't, I went, I was from here, so I couldn't really do anything, but I faced, we FaceTimed and she was, uh, oh, Apple she, bringing people together. Yeah. Right. That should be a uh, shout out to Apple Yeah, for spying on us. We can shoot your next commercial. Yeah. We, why we, not? Can, we can give literally us a, give us a little Apple money. We can, uh, we can do whatever you How want. How they dropped the ball on that. I haven't seen a, an Apple mother's day commercial yet. Like with FaceTime. As a, I don't, I don't I'm remember. Surprised they, haven't. they probably did it years ago. And Come on guys. It's probably in their, in their archive. They're going to listen to this and then get some, uh, <laughs> some good ideas. <laughs> oh, oh my God. He's, this black guy's a pretty damn smart. Yeah, man. Uh, but no, it's, it's good. She's, uh, I mean, she's doing well. I haven't, when was the last time I saw, I saw her? We went to California like a month ago, like two months ago. Okay. Uh, which is a good trip. We always try to take a trip like once a year. Oh, okay. That's nice. Um, you know, it was, you guys it was, ever did a cruise? Nah, nah, we never, she's been, she says that every year. She says we want to, we should do a cruise, a family cruise every year, but yeah. never, never falls through. And she always wants to do, she always wants to do like a three day cruise. I'm like, let's do a, let's do like a, like a we're going to go on a cruise. Let's go on a like yeah. five, five day cruise or something. Yeah, do a so. week or something. But, uh, no, shout out to mom. She's, uh, you know, she sacrificed a lot. Doing some, doing big things out there. All the moms doing big things yeah, out absolutely. there. Shout out to my grandma too. You know, she's mom too. She making, she making <laughs> any beef jerky? Uh, no, not like she. That's like a she hates she hates doing it, but it's like it's so. But she's she hates, the she best at it. it. Yeah, right. She 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 says she she hates making it because it doesn't take a long time because you have right. to like dehydrate all everything. Right, right. And that takes all you have to do, really, Grandma. If you're listening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you just like marinate it. She marinates it for like two days, yeah, and then dehydrates it, and then it's a Christmas thing. So yeah, um, anything that takes takes days to make. Mm-hmm. It's just worth but, it. But really, you just you just sit, let it sit in the fridge for a few days. Yeah, and then you dehydrate for a few. It takes a few hours to make. Right, right. But I mean, it's, it's a process. Hard. Yeah, it's not really good for you. But oh, speaking of processes, I uh, I started a new activity this weekend. What is it? Archery. Really? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yo, archery. That goes back. That goes back to when we like first met. Yeah. Because uh, for those of you who know, when I first when I first got to where we, you know, whatever. When we first met, we started like Kanit got really started coming after me. It was like, "Yo, <laughs> I bet I can beat you at soccer." I'm I bet you can beat him at everything. everything. And it's came this running joke of we're gonna create this Olympics, and archery was one of the yeah. one of the events. Yeah. So now you really started archery. I did. I got a bow in the back. Damn, for I'm real. Well, you bought it. Where'd you get the bow at? It was at a um. It was at an archery club or archery shop. Where? Um, it's just a few minutes, like twenty minutes north of here. Damn. So it's close. And I was like, I was, um, I was watching Fox Sports last weekend, mm-hmm. and they had like an archery tournament on there, and I was like, I'm gonna sure I can fucking do that. I watched, <clears throat> I watched archery in the last Olympics. It was, I mean, it's, it's pretty intense. Yeah, I mean, they're accurate as hell. It's I fun. Guess, yeah. So where did you go shoot? Yeah, right in, right at the uh, at the archery store. They have um, shout out to Extreme Extreme Archery in Marinette, New York. Hey, um, they have a, a range. Right there, so you just—I just went in. I was asking him about the different bows, and I didn't know shit. So he's like, "Well, we do lessons here." I was like, "Can you fit me in now?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." Call Come somebody on, buddy. over. <laughs> yeah, you got you got money on you. Come on, buddy. 
So we'll shoot some bows and arrows. Shoot some arrows. Totally, kill some. Totally assuming <laughs> he was as New York, like upstate New York accent. Yeah, I, Westchester I accent. Um, like uh, it's like <laughs> it's not it's not quite Brooklyn. Yeah, they just put a little emphasis on different vowels. We'll go, we'll go fucking uh, shoot some fucking uh, arrow bows and arrows. It's kind of like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, they were like, "Yeah, you want to go do this?" And then you know. I started doing it. I was like, oh, shit. That's you know, dope. Were you, started connecting to you, the African roots. Nice. Back oh, to yeah. the motherland. Get some spears going. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be caught in the street with us. You'll definitely get shot. <laughs> right. Yo, I thought about that when I was walking out of the store. I was like, uh, do you guys have cases? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a case. I'm going to need a case. Definitely yeah. not see-through. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. But it was fun. That's cool. I th- you would like it. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm almost, I'm 100% sure you would like it. It's very, like, um, cerebral. Mm-hmm. You need to like concentrate, concentrate. And it's like a, it's a discipline more than anything. It's like, mm-hmm. once you get a good shot, it's like, oh, okay. And then you do another one. You're like, oh, okay. I have it now. And then you do another one. And you're like, oh shit, I don't have it at all. <laughs> like golf. Um, Less <clears throat> pretentious though. Mm, gotcha. Like, I don't think anybody says like, no one's going to call you a douchebag for, for doing archery. You know no, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, you're definitely more of like a, a nerd or like a yeah, yeah. It's very that's very specific, right? Niche, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, but, uh, but the golf is that's a whole different can of worms in terms of yeah, golf. You have to connotations. You have to play every day to be good at golf, and even still, mm-hmm. you have a even if like you're just you ever on seen one it? hole, you're just not you're not really feeling it. You don't get yeah. an idea that oh, I'm not the last one wasn't that good, so this one might not be. Yeah, you ever yeah. seen Charles Barkley swing a golf club? Yeah, it's terrible. It's and he's been doing that shit for years. He's still trash. He's probably just trolling. <laughs> no, he's just trash. It's like you're you're a professional athlete. You trained at dude. He's basketball just, for every day. But it's like, how can that not translate over that, that kind of that kind of like concentration? Different. Well, probably because he's not concentrating. Well, he didn't yeah. give a fuck. He's rich. Oh man. That was a bad shot, man. <laughs> that was terrible, man. That, that was, was terrible. terrible. Oh, do you know Steph Curry, who's playing tonight um, against the Rockets, starting off? This is game one? This is game one of the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. He entered a, a professional tournament. Yeah. Oh, he, he's, he's like, really good. Yeah, he's actually legit. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't. Well, I mean, what else is he going to do? I mean, he has a family and everything, but he probably goes to, goes to back. I mean, he's fitting in a lot. He goes to practice. He's nice. Winning MVPs, yeah. winning championships, which yeah. is dedication enough. Right. He's like, oh, fuck it. I'll be a professional golfer, too. Well, going back to Barkley, he is, his body, he's like, I feel like he's too tall for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyone over, I feel like over six foot two is is probably just too tall for it. He's not that tall. He's only like six four, six five. That's tall for me. Well, yeah, compared to us, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a fucking yeah, giant. Yeah. You're right, right. <laughs> but compared to other basketball players, he's like you know, yeah, especially for his position, he played power forward, and he's like six four, six five. Forward. He was just a beast. Steph Curry's only how tall? He's only like he's six like six foot. four, six five. Curry is, yeah. Shoot, I didn't know that. Maybe like, six three. But he's, yeah. But uh, slender, slender, under athletic. Talk about like rising from. Like, I remember him at Davidson. Yeah, man. When he he went off in the tournament. Yeah. And it was just not everyone. I don't think anyone expected him to 
be doing what he's doing now. Oh, no. You know what I mean? And he was picked one pick before the Knicks. Oh, really? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, the Knicks are definitely going to pick this guy. This is actually the, the definitely the player they want one pick before us. Go on. Classic Knicks, right? But shout out to Knicks. <clears throat> we got a new coach, people. Yeah. David Fisdale's in the building. Fisdale. We need, we need a, an applause machine for that. Let's clap it up. Shout out to Knicks. I'm sure they'll uh, find a way to fuck that one up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel I have a little bit of hope because I, I mean, I really like Fisdale as a coach, and he has a lot of he has a good reputation throughout the league. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe things are going to turn around for us. Yeah, Steph Curry's thirty years old now. Yeah, man, he he played four years in college. Yeah, you don't see that that often I feel anymore. Like, I guess so. He's a yeah, he's older than me. But I always thought like because we were in the, I guess we were in, we overlapped in college. I, right. I just assumed that he was he was my I guess he technically is my age. Yeah. He's my generation, but right, yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, man. Um, who do you think is going to win this series? Uh, I'm going with Golden State's going to stomp on them. Yeah. I think this is the this, this is the the Rockets' best chance to get a win, game one. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, I think I think they're going to stomp on them. I haven't well, – I, I mean, I watched the Celtics. I haven't fallen the playoffs too much, but is Curry – is he healthy? He's been – has he been hurt a lot? Curry? Yeah. Um, he was hurt going into the playoffs, but you know, the team has 17 all-stars, so yeah. they have the luxury of resting him. So yeah. he's, I'm, he looks healthy. Yeah. He looks 100%. Good for him. He looks ready to go. Nice. He looks ready to beat the Cavs, though it doesn't look like they're ready to get to the finals. They got smacked yesterday. The, uh, yeah, what the fuck Smiz is act. The Celtics looking good without Kyrie. Isn't that shit crazy? Both yeah. the teams. So Kyrie was on the Cavs, left. They made it to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the team that you're on right now, you get hurt. So both the teams yeah. made it to where they were without you. Without you. Damn, Damn, dude. That's what you get for thinking the earth is flat. Yeah, man. You, you just don't understand you, how you fall revolve. off. Nothing revolves. Oh, <laughs> Yo, that, that, you, that you fall off. Uh, damn. So, uh, yeah. Nice one right there, man. How you how do you get in Duke thinking the he's trolling he's trolling right I don't think so I I I want to believe that he's trolling us mm-hmm. but some, when you you know when you look someone in the face I mean not that I know him to look him in the face but he's looking in the camera it's like I don't know how do you keep this how do you keep this charade up for so long you can't even in uh, his shoe commercial the Nike one yeah he even he turns the uh, the little globe, the flat earth the flat the flat earth Come on. He says something, I forgot what he says, but it's like, dude, come on, you can't. You're, are you? To me, when I saw that, he's like, oh, you're trolling for sure. I don't know, man. So how think, do you get in Duke? I who, who was in Duke for was one, year. one year, one year, one and done. I guess you don't need to. He didn't get his grades. He need to. He need to pass. So he, he wasn't there long enough to theorize. Oh, look at the dunk of the years on the Knicks. The Earth. I bet you half of these um, highlights are going to be the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh, uh, man. So what? What else is? What's going on in the world, man? Um, yeah, I don't. What's going on? Uh, people won't let Donald Glover rock. Oh, right. Won't right. let him be great. Yeah, how uh, a week a week changes a lot, huh? I mean, everything changes. Yeah. When Black Twitter turns on you, <laughs> it's over. Watch out! They're coming for you. Coming for your throat. So, yeah, I saw uh, I saw little Twitter back. There's some backlash about him. The fact that he's speaking about black livelihood. And, and speaking, speaking, sticking out, sticking out for black people or talking and, about the culture. Yeah, the culture. But now people are questioning him because 
he dates a white woman. Oh. So I guess the question is, can you be pro-black and date outside your race? Uh, in short, yes. Yeah, I I agree. I don't. I think love. This is sound kind of cliche and from a fucking postcard, but mm. love love doesn't discriminate. Mm. You know what I mean? Love is blind. Yeah, love is, love and it'll blind. take over your mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, love? that's just. <laughs> It's truly not you need to elevate and find. <laughs> but I mean, that's just, it seems like so many people, it's like today, one, like one day he was, oh my God, this is incredible, mm. incredible. And I mean, granted, it's probably, it's only been like a small faction, really. A loud minority. Right, right, right. But it's just like, damn, you can't do anything today without people wanting to find a way to cut you down. Yep. And it's just usually your own people. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, But it's just like it seems like, especially we'll go like black black men. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're very under a microscope, Mm -hmm. a magnifying glass. Mm -hmm. It seems like no matter what we try to do, it depends on if it's white people or black other black men or black women or. Right. Just your own, like you said, your own kind. It's just, it just seems like we we always try to we're set to a higher standard. Right. We have the expectations. Our expectations higher. are higher or yeah. or low or low. The you know expectation I mean? is for you to be exceptional at right, all right, times. Right. Right. You right. have to have a great job. Mm-hmm. Be able to be hood when it when it counts. Right. Uh, speak proper English when it counts. Have six figures, right? Palm of basketball, <laughs> yeah. dunk. We have to be able to dunk. <laughs> have yeah. a twelve foot dick, like no Jay Z lyrics. Yeah, no every single every single. Rap oh, you don't know this bar, dude. 20, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can't date white women, right? Or is the yeah. What's crazy is, do you think there's this kind of scrutiny on other races to like preserve the. I don't actually. I don't even know what the, I don't know what the intention is of the people who are complaining. I don't it's, know what they want. It's about. I think it's about authentic. It's about authenticity. Mm. But you can't be. You can't speak on the black experience if you are dating a white person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some people really feel that way. I, I don't know how that. But, and then that's how the does that negate your experience? Right. Because at the end of the day, he's still, he's still black. He's still. I guess subjugated. Right. He's still subjugated to the same, even though he's dating a white woman. Right. Even though that hers, the white woman not be able to always comprehend or like, she doesn't have those, she's not going to be able to experience what right. he's experienced. Right. But he's still a black man at the end of the day. Right. He has black skin. He's still viewed. There's a perception of him. Right. No matter what he does. Right. Whether it's being, being solo, the new Star Wars movie, which comes out. Or drops a new inspirational video, or what else? Does does a does stand up stand up comedy? Yeah. It's like no matter what he does, he's, I think people need to think about what what is their goal? What do they want here? Right. Do they want to be? Do they want to um, send out a message of equality? Mm. See, I always have this saying when I talk to my wife about this. Well, I, I, people are not really interested in equality. A lot of people are interested in being better than. Mm. 
they've they feel like they've been um the whipping boy for years and right. now they want to turn the tables now they want to say now they want to oh the no blacks are actually superior to you mm. and in order to prove that you have to stay within the race right it's like why are we but you can't stop putting people in boxes right we do we do that too much we we with the moment uh someone speaks speaks my speak I, I i think i'm a decent example for the way i people might hear me yeah. and think oh you can i've heard that so many times can you you sound white yeah people have questioned my blackness the yeah. whole my whole life right and then on top of that the fact that i'm not born i wasn't born here right it's like i'm a different i guess i'm a different kind of black but that that just goes to show so even though a white woman might not be able to relate to your particular experience I can't relate to your experience. Right. We're both black men. Yeah. Of the same, basically the same age. Mm -hmm. We have totally different experiences based on our entire life. Different, but the same in a way. Yeah. Similar. But I mean, I I think you can say that about any two human beings. There are going to be things that are similar about me and a, and a, and a hunter in Texas. Right. You know, they're going to be things like, oh, you know how to show, shoot a bow now? (laughs) I know how to shoot a bow. Oh shit. We have something to relate on. You're still black though. Right. And, uh, Well, I just don't understand. Like, what? Why does he have to answer for an entire race in his? It's just in his relationship choices. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine if white people had to apologize for dating. If if people called out white people Mm -hmm. who date black men, how would we? How would we feel about that? Mm -hmm. I think that wouldn't sound like some white national shit, right? Oh man, we need to keep it. We well, need to keep it white. We need to preserve the majority. Something I feel like they do. Some some people would, but they they do it. But they're um, those people are not seen as the mainstream, mm. where it is almost oh, seen as a, mainstream oh, okay, okay. in black uh, communities for that criticism. You hear it all the time. Oh, you know, uh, uh, and when he get on, he leave your ass for a white girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's in our culture mm. that. People, it's like people think that once you've made it to a certain level, um, black men move on to white women mm-hmm. to be accepted by the master or whatever the fuck people want to think. Kanye. But, but I mean, maybe to an extent. I mean, there are people who, I there are people who, uh, I guess there is a level of self hate. Mm-hmm. But there is also, I think there's also a level of self hate in the people who point it out and the people who are like, oh, why are you dating a white woman? Right. I, there has to be some level of insecurity in that person where that, where Gambino's life choices mm-hmm. affects you in a way that you feel like you need to try and tear him down now. Yeah. Well, I, I, and even I've I've dated a, a white girl, and well, I was very conscious. I knew it was very like when I would go home, I would be very conscious of oh shit, I'm uh-huh. it's black and white. Right. You know, I, I would always like look out, people look in, you know what I mean, but. You know, I just, I just, in the moment, I like liked her for her who she was. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't. I mean, you, most you people know. don't look at Sam this way, but me and Sam technically are an interracial couple. Oh yeah. Do I have to apologize to black people? Oh my God, you've dated, you're married to a woman of Indian descent. Yeah, but people wouldn't question it. People like the, to the average average white person, mm. they wouldn't. They would just see two black people. I don't. I don't think so. You know, Mo- nah. there are many times when we're out and y- there's a clear, you can mm. see clearly that. Oh, really? 
Yeah, that yeah. people look at us and think, oh, they're different. Mm. So should I have to? Should I have to apologize? To I mean, no. I don't think that I don't think you're saying anything. I don't think he. There's a there's a lot of assumptions being made that somehow he is against black women, right? Based on the fact that he's dating white, maybe he just likes this particular person. Exactly. If we can't be equal in relationship, if we can't be equal in love, what can we be equal in? Good question. If you can't, if you're, you know, it's kind of the definition of racism to 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 project a particular behavior. Mm-hmm. Like they, th- if you're saying that he has to be with a a, a black woman in order to talk about black issues, mm-hmm. you're you're um. Expecting a particular behavior, right? Which is the same. That is what racism is. Me mm-hmm. saying that you would have to behave this way if you're black. That's not. Th- that in no way is promoting equality. Nah. And then where do you draw the line? I mean, it, it becomes a slippery slope where if if you can only talk about black issues if you date black women, does that mean that you can only talk about black issues if you only hire blacks in your business? Do do we does it work the reverse way? Do whites have to care about white issues and then therefore they don't hire black people? They don't let their daughters date black men? Yeah. Like it's I don't know. It's just it seems like it's just more not fluff, but it's just some people some people are just never satisfied. No. There's nothing you can do. Even though he's being very he's he's brought a lot of discussion to the table. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I, there's a very good quote that um, Sam brought to me from her um, professor from when she was in her undergrad program. And she said, um, when people are oppressed for so long, they begin to oppress themselves. Mm. And this is a, almost, I see a lot of this as a form of us oppressing ourselves. It is. Like we can't, you can't allow the story to just be what it was. You had to go and find some reason to go and criticize him and, and, and you know, degrade him as a black man mm-hmm. to take him down a notch. Oh, you think you're good enough to talk right. talk about black culture? Well, you ain't even dating a white woman. Uh, dating a black woman. I think I mentioned before that <clears throat> that Jay-Z line, if you put crabs in a barrel to ensure your survival, yep. you're going to end up pulling down niggas that look just like you. Yep. And it's like, we're never going to, why do we, why do we keep, why do we do that? It's that's like, and I wonder. I wonder if that maybe you might have just said this, but is this that is that just a black thing? I I don't know. I think it's. A, I don't think. I think it's an oppression. I think it's a press thing, because I from a lot of conversations that I've had with women, a lot of um, slut shaming comes from other women. Yeah, I mean, I remember there was this um, um, news anchor who he he to prove a point, he wore a suit. The same suit every day for a year mm-hmm. because his co-host, who was a woman, would get um, criticized based on what she's wearing every day. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, and no, but no one, like, no many, one noticed. How many, how many, how many men do you think criticize women for what clothes they're wearing? Like, I mean, I there, I'm sure there's a level of that. Yeah, but I'm sure, I'm almost certain. I have no way to prove this, but I'm almost certain that it would be mostly women. Who are criticizing who would, her? Who would notice? Yeah, yeah. Sir, is what did sir, was his point to say like no one noticed him right. wearing his same suit every right. day? Right. 
I guess his point was that there's there there's a level of male privilege mm. yeah. in um I guess in that aspect. Yeah. And women are constantly being judged based on image. very superficial image based things. Yeah. Um, but I also think that it's a mostly women who are doing it. Mm-hmm. Because it, they themselves are criticized and judged based on images, so it's like it's the oppression, uh, oppressed becoming because the oppressors self, themselves. Because they're self conscious of how they would dress, right? Right. And because they're they're self conscious of what they're what they're wearing and how they appear, they're very aware that they would be judged in this fashion or have been judged in this fashion. Most certainly have been um, objectified. Mm-hmm. So then it it becomes like a programming. And then you pass it on. Right. I mean, Sam, uh, without getting into too many details, had an issue with that at her current job. And it was by it was by another woman. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a it was a it was a very um it's something that should have been a personal matter, something that doesn't affect let's just say someone made a comment about something that she was wearing mm-hmm. outside of work. She was not in work. Somebody yeah. saw a picture of her online, she, and then that's what she be wearing, uh. right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. It was a I, woman who did it. I won't be wearing that. Why? She got a husband too. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, people who become oppressed start to oppress themselves. It's what happened. It happens in South Africa. Yeah. The people who are or who are uh, enforcing apartheid are other Africans, mm. black Africans. Mm. Are they? Yeah. I didn't know that. My sister went to South Africa recently and she said it was, ve- she went to a restaurant and she said it was, uh, she went to Columbia. So you can imagine this mostly white people on this mm-hmm. trip. Um, so it was like one white person, they go through, one goes through, one next one goes through. She gets up there, they stop her. And it's like, why are you stopping me? Oh, you can't go in for, I can't remember what reason she said. And she said, you just let all those people go in, but you stop me. There's a black person that stopped her? Yeah. Hmm. Well, she said it's very clear. Like, apartheid is not over in... It's over in South Africa, but it's not over in South Africa. Like, it's, it's become social. Right. Like it, it's men- just mental. like... Like, like kind of here. Right. Like, segregation is over, but when you go through New York City, you see clear neighborhoods where it's like, white neighborhood, right. black neighborhood, mm-hmm. Jewish neighborhood, Hispanic neighborhood, yeah. Italian neighborhood. Like... Yeah. It's not... It's not full. It it is integrated, but people almost self segregate, and people self apartheid, if that's a fucking term, in South Africa. Interesting. I never. I wouldn't never. I, I was to be honest. I haven't done a lot of. I don't know what I, I know of apartheid. Right. But no, I don't know like the ins and outs. I've always always been focused on, like our issues, slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Our our history. Yeah, which makes sense. It makes oh. perfect sense. But I mean, you can use examples here where, um, you know, a lot of black people like to bring up black on black crime mm-hmm. when you're talking about crime in the in African-American communities, right? Mm-hmm. Or in the urban areas. Mm-hmm. But no one ever brings up white on white crime. No, nah, because they don't. They don't need to. You know what the stati- the statistics are in terms of murder? What? So ninety three percent, I think it is, um, 
give or take one or two percent of murders um, uh, among of blacks are committed by blacks because because we've been depicted as violent right but to finish the stat 85 percent of whites are killed by whites so if black on black crime is a, a problem so is white on white crime but it's the it's the marketing of it how it's presented it's the marketing of it we're, we're and it's oft perpetuated by other by other black people who don't want to look into the situation far enough they just go with what they've been marketed mm-hmm. that blacks are aggressive they're angry i'm sure you've gone on elevators and seen people clutch their pearls <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's not there's there that that is such a loaded there's so much into that especially well especially from from the black side in terms of because of obviously how how we came over here how we how we were brought over here mm-hmm. how we didn't we didn't we didn't choose Kanye, mm-hmm. you know, if you knew that. It uh, wasn't a luxury. You didn't get <laughs> yeah, a luxury cruise ship. Uh, but yeah, but then with that, it's like because of all that, all the history of the slavery and everything that we've been t- depicted as, oh, they're just, they're savages. It, become a, it became a, it was a norm mm-hmm. for hundreds of years. Like, oh, they're savages. They're, they're meant to be workers, laborers. And then once that ended, once slavery ended, it became more mental, like going back to like men, you said, mental apartheid or mental right. slavery, of uh, now now that they're actually free, we're gonna try to still try to trap them mentally well, and, and b- make them believe that they are they are what what we say that what they're savages or they're violent. Right, and what happened after slavery was the the country had a moment. It's gonna be a real black podcast today. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just this, I guess it's a topic. It was it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. You know, put two black people in a room. They yeah. got to mention slavery. Uh, get, but, get 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 in a room and two mics. Right. These niggas think they can talk about anything. Uh, um, you give you. I was saying that there was a moment after slavery where there could have been um, real integration. But what we had instead in the southern in the southern states was an effort to um make to kind of recreate slavery in a different form to, to legitimize it yeah to through you ever heard of the pig laws Mm-mm. or black codes or pig laws where in certain um oh. states they made it um a crime for blacks to be unemployed mm. so you're a slave and you are freed, and now you have to be employed. It's not like you have a resume and a and a profile on LinkedIn. And we're not going to offer you any jobs anyways because right. you're black. So where are you going to go? Naturally, you're going to go right back to your former slave owner. Be an indentured servant. You're going to be a servant, and you're going to get paid nothing, essentially. Paid in whips. Right. Paid in lynchings. And then if you weren't... I don't. I gotta. I gotta see if I can find the statistic and show it to you, or maybe even bring it up in the um, on the podcast one day. But they, they, there's, they sh- there's a a dramatic growth mm-hmm. in the prison population after. Well, yeah, that's slavery. Mm-hmm. Right after, um, I mean, yeah, there was a growth right after slavery of blacks in penitentiaries. Well, have you seen? Uh, have you seen Thirteenth? I haven't. 
it's 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 about that. It's a documentary about about the Thirteenth Amendment, um, and that there's a loophole, and that it says neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for a crime. Right. That that's the loophole. Right. So they started once if you're like you said like you didn't have a job, that's a crime. Oh, right. So back back into enslavement you go. Right. So I mean it's not. It's not – you understand how difficult it, it is for um, for blacks to come out of kind of that oppression mind state mm-hmm. because they've, it's, it's been going on been for ingrained. so long. It's been ingrained in us. You know, what year was, was – um, what year was Martin Luther King shot? 1969. 1969? 60, I should yeah. probably know this, right? We should know this. Damn. Are we really black? <laughs> oh, fuck. This is like the... Th- oh, damn. Our black card's really gone. We're not black. <laughs> I think it's 1968. Um, I kind of forgot my point, but I mean, it's like... Oppression has been going on for a long time. Even if you want to say, yes, technically there's nothing that blacks cannot do today mm-hmm. but we started from a different point oh yeah absolutely that you that's know? that's you you cannot like you cannot cancel that you cannot just forget that that right. you can't just be like oh when people say oh just forget about it. It was a long, long long time ago no you can't it's a an undeniable fact right um so kind of like well my main question started with the whole game you know thing and I was going to ask you, what do you, what does it to me, what does it mean to be black to you? I mean, to me, I, I'm one of the people who I really do believe that race is just um, an indication of your recent ancestry. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the first person, not the first person, but the person who I heard say it in those particular words was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. When he was asked about, you know, the scientific basis for race, mm-hmm. there is none. Mm-hmm. It is a social construct. It is just showing like, oh, your last two, the generation just before you probably looked either like you or you're kind of a mix of right. the two things before you. Mm-hmm. But it's so quick for someone to move from looking black to two generations. Their child can look White. like a totally different uh, quote unquote race. Right. Like it's just an indication of who. Your family was. You came before you. Just before you. Yeah. Because our genes are so mixed up. There's mm-hmm. so many. I mean, everyone, anyone who does a 23andMe or fucking Ancestry, we should do one of those. And I did on the, Oh, you did? Yeah. Don't say the results. I'm going to do one. Right. And then we'll talk about it on, on a later podcast. But everyone sees that their, their shit's mixed up. Their shit's from all yeah, over the I'm place. from all over the place. So, well, I mean, what, is that, that, what does that mean? If you have one drop of, of white quote unquote white blood you're not black anymore no. when does the percentage start just uh like you said it's a, con- it's a perception right social construct um it, it, i don't know it's and it's just been used to divide divide and conquer yeah it's been used to build up this country that it's been used to divide and conquer in this country it's been used to divide and conquer in every single country mm-hmm I mean, it's so weird that you go, you can go almost anywhere in the world, and the worst thing that you can be is black. Oh yeah, <laughs> the worst thing you can absolutely. be is dark. 
Absolutely. Whatever form of those people are, the darkest mm-hmm. ones are the ones who are the ones who are shitted on. Everyone wants to be black, but no one wants to be black. Right. When it's time to be black, no one wants to be black. Right. But I like being black. I mean, I I <laughs> because I understand. I mean, I I have like the um the the under the understanding of the gravity of what it means to have this color skin and yeah. to accomplish anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, How like far we, we weren't come? integrated into the system after slavery. We were tapped onto the bottom. Mm. And up until, you know, one person ago, that's how long ago that we were not considered equal. Damn, that's true. Yeah. Just like a generation, couple, just a couple generations. Yes. Damn. Just yeah. That's one wild. person ago. Yeah, that's wild. So the fact that people are able to accomplish anything with that, like, I mean, there, there are places where there were laws that allowed people to, to um, discriminate in terms of housing. You know, and housing is how most, um, that's how wealth is generally passed down in yeah, this yeah. country. Like yeah. you own a house, land. Your land, you own land, you die, you pass it down to your kids. Mm-hmm. And that's wealth that your kids have obtained that they didn't necessarily work for. Mm-hmm. But if you have a whole category of people who were excluded from that until recently. Naturally, there's going to be, <clears throat> and that's where like a. Probably a lot of America's problems come from. Right. Redlining was only banned 50 years ago. Redlining. What's, uh, I never heard. That's like when they were allowed to basically, um, create certain demographics within a particular neighborhood. Like Mm. if you were, if this was a white neighborhood, you can say this is a white neighborhood. We don't have to, we don't have to loan you money to buy a house here. Mm. My mom is 70. Mm -hmm. This was banned 50 years ago. So when she was an adult, there were people who were not allowing people who looked like her to purchase homes in a certain area. And then those people who were, you know, your racist bank manager or loan officer, do you think when they they pass along, they just go, well, I can't be a racist anymore. I'm just going to go on and be a good person. (laughs) You think they just stopped? No. That's, that's insane, dude. See, this is systematic. It became systematic. Instead of physical, it transitioned to, oh, well, all right, well, we're not, you don't have to pick our cotton anymore, but. Yeah, it's Peter Cooper Village, I think, in New York. Peter Cooper Village or, or Stytown was developed. Stytown's in Lower East Side, isn't it? Yeah, both of them are. They're right next to each mm-hmm. other. But they were developed for returning GIs with the exception of. You know the ones that look like you and I, black GIs. So you have the the you know people who are upset about um, affirmative action. The largest affirmative action program in this country has been the GI Bill. Mm. So and you have people who are just kind of excluded from portions of it, and you wonder why uh, it people have a longer road to climb. Massive contradictions. I'd be pissed if I went overseas, was fighting. Mm-hmm. And then came back and had to fight for just to have a house. You know, you, you risked your life for all this. Yep. And you come home and you can't even 
kick your feet up. Was it Medgar Evers was a um, a World War II veteran, and he was assassinated by another vet. It's insane, dude. This country's got a lot of. It was Stuyvesant Town. It was not integrated. Oh no, and and Peter Cooper Village, mm. and they had to actually fight to integrate it. How long ago was that? This article was written in 2006. Holy <laughs> shit. Wait, but, but but it didn't get integrated until 2006? No, I mean, oh. I mean this article was written in 2006. It was built, I think, in, in the 50s. But, I mean, for, for decades, it was not integrated. Good for New York. No, but people don't think that shit happened here. They think it only happened in the Deep South. Well, no, I mean, who do you think was buying all the South's products? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's, that's what I'm saying. The foundation, like, that's how our our capitalism, that's how American capitalism got its start. Cotton. It was cotton and, and tobacco. cotton and, and tobacco sugar, and sugar cane. to European countries. Yeah. Because they couldn't grow that shit. It's you a, had a place that was fertile and you could grow just mass amounts of it. It's a, we, we were, America was actually dependent on it. Mm-hmm. Dependent on the labor. Yep. Well, I mean, people who don't, if people don't believe me, people who are listening to this, look it up. Look up the history of Stytown. Look up the history of Peter Peter Cooper Village in New York, in New York City. I want to get you a little history lesson. That's right, what we, as that, Kyrie would say, do your own research. <laughs> he didn't do enough research. That's what we, that's do what your we're own research do. on William Randolph. Uh, what is it? William Randolph Hearst. Am I saying that right? That's uh, the world, the globe. That's the with the yellow journalism and everything, right? Yes, but all yeah, yes, yeah. and and he's basically the reason why um, hemp is illegal because he he started a campaign saying that the the Negro and the Mexican would smoke weed and rape white women and oh brother, just because he saw his his businesses being uh, challenged by the potential of of hemp, and that's how we. And that's, isn't that how we got in the Spanish American War? The or the Spanish that's how we well hold on. Let me look it up. But I mean the, the, the amount of damage that just marijuana laws have done to not just the black community. How many people are locked up for fucking weed? And no matter how much evidence comes out that it has almost no negative effects the only people who which i learned recently the only people who have like very uh negative side effects uh or effects from smoking marijuana are people who are schizophrenic or people who are like enhances their like certain aspects of of their mind accelerates them towards um paranoia and Mm. and, and, oh yeah and and seeing well yeah and seeing shit yeah well kind of makes sense yeah it makes sense um but other than that no matter how many positive um benefits are shown it's like man but we've had it it's been a rule for so long well that's yeah we're just used to it we're just used to it being illegal yeah we just do we do a lot of dumb shit for because it's just been that way for a long time yeah it's tradition just jail just the way jails work in it's a business in, in general it's a Again, it's part of capitalism. It's, it's a it's, form. It's, it's become a form of capitalism. Absolutely. Look at this shit. We both watched this documentary done by Nat Geo mm. 
um, last week. That wasn't that last. Yeah. It wasn't done last week. I, I said that weird. It's been on. We watched it last week. Right, right, right. Um, life and death. Life after death row. That was called. Some life on death row. Yeah. Life something. Life something death row. Yeah. Something like that. Anywho, this particular episode was about um, in Arkansas, Arkansas, um, Arkansas. They use a particular drug to um, to kill people on on a death row, midazolam. Midazolam. Yeah. And it was going to expire at the end of the month. So they pushed up, I think it was 10, 8 or 10 executions. Just started killing people. Just to do it within a week. Just because. It's going to expire? It's going to expire. That makes Oh, we we bought it, so we got to use it. Right? It seemed like a movie. Right. And then I looked it up. You know what midazolam is made for? Uh, no. It's a fucking sedative. It's like when you when you go for like a colonoscopy or any some kind of procedure where you're kind of meant to be partially mm-hmm. awake. Mm-hmm. That's what it's made for. It's not a um like a form of anesthesia. So we're killing people with this because it kind of made sense to me when I thought about it. I was like. Like, who the fuck said, like made spent billions of dollars to research how to kill people in jail? No, they just fi- they just find a drug and they're like, well, if we give them enough of this, they'll die. Well, let's try this on. It's like an experiment for them. Yeah, it's like uh, like lab rats. It was the craziest documentary, and I I, I encourage people to, but, to uh, go out and watch it. I was there when I was watching. It, it was like a lot of but a lot of like questions about like people who are pro life. Right, and then mixing like their religion and how they like, like one of the guys. What was the guy's name? My, Michael something Williams. Um, but anyway, he became uh, a pastor. Oh yes, he became a pastor in in jail. Like he his transformation and maturity led him to find God, which is which is great. He found redemption for himself. But but it also on the other side, there's people who are religious. Who just who wanted his execution justified? Who thought his execution was justified? But it, I thought it was interesting how both sides of religion kind of played a part, right? In terms of how you can form your argument. Yeah, I mean the argument that they, that woman made. She's talking about oh the the governor's pro life, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how can you yeah. be pro life and execute people? Right. You can't. It's it's a it's another contradiction, many contradictions that run through right this country. But it makes people happy that you don't like him. I killed him, and they think it's justified. It's, it doesn't it's it doesn't make any sense. So there's this um another, a judge who had to be barred from seeing uh, hearing any cases that are per- pertain to the to the death penalty. Um, he was saying, you know, we don't rape rapists. We don't burn down the houses of arsonists. <laughs> right. Like, there's no crime that is committed that you do the same thing to that person. Right. But you do that with the death penalty. With law. With with laws and everything behind it. One thing I took away from it, the thing that was really powerful was uh, the two families. Yeah. And how they were in between it all. They were the most affected by it, the victims. They yeah. were most affected by it. But they, they, like the the guy who killed the husband of the the wife, yeah. one of the one of the wife. Yeah, it's it's very I mean, it's kind of he killed a bunch of people. Yeah, he killed a bunch of people. But it was I thought it was really 
like uh, emotional so that she she flew out the daughter of right. the guy who killed of the killer. Yeah, the killer. Yeah, it was poetic. And but the fact that they had so much for forgiveness for right. for each other, right? Because they could they could relate. They both lost. Uh, they lost their they dad lost in their the dad same event. In the same event, but in different. One was still alive, obviously, but right. not always in their life. But right, I thought that was very. The little girl was was five years old. Both the girls were about the same age, mm-hmm. and they both lost their fathers the same day. Right, that's crazy. They're both victims in a way of the same uh, uh, event. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just, and then how the law can be bent, right? Is is very, I don't know. I don't know, the law is very extremely malleable. Right. It's just like kind of like in a way, kind of religion. Right. You can you can bend it to however wherever you want, depending on how well you know the law and how well you are with words and right, right. how easy persuasive you are. Right. You take that interpretation and and yeah. and, and just come up with something completely different. And then there's another thing, justice should include redemption. I right. thought that was I took a that was a good takeaway from it. Absolutely. In terms uh, of like and and kind of the prison keep it on the prison system, like prison shouldn't be just oh throw you in jail and right. then not you just you just sitting there sitting there for how many many years. Right. It's punitive. It's not about reha- rehabilitation. Right. It should be uh they should go see psychologists. They should, you know, recover, be like at like ask questions, how to why did you do this so we right. can prevent this from happening in Everyday right. society, right? And it, I mean, the the idea of just throwing a bunch of uh, of people who are criminals mm-hmm. into the same large room, right, and expecting them to come out as better people, yeah. How does that work? Again, the well, you have to. That person has to want to be to become better, right? To to feel remorse. Some some people don't. They don't. Once they're in there, they're like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. They have to see. They have to see. They have to take ownership for what they did, mm-hmm. and then they have to see like almost an alternative life, like Malcolm X, like Malcolm X. Yeah. Even the the guy that they killed, um, I think his name was Kenneth Williams. Yeah, that's Williams. Yeah. He goes in there and, and he's remorseless, and you know, and no one is saying that he should be, you know, released back on the street. Right. He was put in jail on a life sentence. He escaped, and then he he attempted to kill two people. He did. He killed, killed one. Person. Yeah. Um, got out, escaped somehow, and then goes on to kill two more people. Insane, no one's dude. saying that he should be released on the street. Right. But I think he's he is more valuable to society. Yeah. Alive. Alive because of how he's transformed his life in, in jail. There's clear growth. There's growth and he can the, he might be able to take someone who is on the path to being just like mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and take them off. Like he could go talk to he could go talk to kids who are in like juvenile, right, or something, and be like, "Yo, I've 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 been down your path. I am you. Right. You don't want to be me. I was. I'm never wasting my out. life. Yeah, I wasted my life being in prison. But like made a immature decision. Right. Based off being in the moment, not thinking of the consequences. Right. And yeah, those people could be so much more valuable. Right. Some of them. But, Some, you yeah, have yeah, to, yeah. but you have to work with them. There has to be, there's a particular reason why he came to that realization mm-hmm. that he wants to be a better person. And if you can study that and help other people to get to that point where they want to change their lives, yeah. I mean, they're more valuable, even if they're people who are, no, I don't, 
I don't think anyone is pure evil. No, I think we're I think we're all born good. We're all born good, I think. We're all capable of both things. Mm-hmm. And then you have to try and you have to work to get the good out of people. It doesn't just I don't think it just happens. You eventually learn bad and good. Yeah, you learn you you learn bad and good, but I think we also have a propensity for bad. You know, that's why when you learn a language, the first words you learn are the curse words. Yeah. I think that <laughs> what are the ones we're not supposed to say? So what? When you learn a language, oh the yeah, first yeah. Ones I just like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that that going what you said is just that. I think it goes back to kind of survival of the fittest. Uh-huh. That's ingrained in our. So that's why we kind of we're we're more subjected to do bad things yeah. because it's it'll help our not like bad but to help our survival right and some people when they lack perspective or what's considered bad when kids lack perspective when they don't see that there's another life outside of this particular circumstance Mm -hmm. they're more likely to go down the road the road of crime and that kind of go back to the goes back to the black community Mm -hmm. where there a lot of people a lot of us were told oh not me in particular but they're told oh you're not gonna make it you're not gonna make it out of this so they just do crime. They right. just they just do whatever is presented to them. Right. They're like a, a they don't a, know. They're a prisoner of their own circumstance and they're a prisoner of their own Oppression. lack of of um of of perspective. Mm-hmm. Like they don't realize that there's a way out. Yeah. Like I went to school when I first went to college, I went to, into college for civil engineering. I didn't I didn't know what a civil engineer engineer was until I was applying for college. <laughs> so if you don't have that exposure, mm-hmm. To other things, you don't know what's out there. Yeah, I, I think exposure is such an Im- important thing for 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 kids growing up, and it it can break the cycle of um, because it, it is a cycle. Sam tells me about um, you know people that she's counseled. Yeah, and when they, one of their one of the things that they do is they establish like a family history, and they see so many in so many cases where someone is perpetually in and out of prison. Their parent was perpetually in and out of prison. It's a pattern. Their yeah. So education is something that can break that pattern, but it needs to be a very specific type of education. It needs to be like a, an exposure, because we are prisoners of our own perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't if we don't see an, an outlet, it's very easy to to just get trapped into. Well, I got to steal. I need yeah. to eat. I need to. So I have to steal. That person has something. I don't have it. Survival of the fittest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I always think. Uh, I've been. I was very fortunate to where I grew up. But I think I always think because my my dad grew up in Cal or my dad lives in California. All my family's in California. I know for a fact if I grew up in California, he's told me that. He's mm-hmm. told me this. I'd be a completely different person. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Who knows what I've been. Who I would be doing, or if I would be here. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're all a product the, of our circumstances, right? Right. It's just, I don't know, just intriguing to think about. It'd be so easy for you to be, um, a gangbanger if you were born in Compton somehow. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Or if you were, you know, it'd be so easy for you to be a rancher. It doesn't always have to be bad. Yeah. If you're born <laughs> yeah, in, right, right. you know, I don't know where do people ranch? Idaho, Idaho, Wyoming, Wyoming, home, home on the range where the deer and the antelope graze. Raise. I don't, I don't think those are the words. 
I think they it's where they play. You want to want to bet? I'm Grace? pretty sure it's can... where the deer and the antelope play. Look it up. Um, what's the name of that song? I don't even know. Home on the range. Home. home Wyoming home. is is home to some place where I kind of imagine myself living one day. Jackson Hole. Yeah, I, uh, that'd be nice to go out. There. I haven't, I've always wanted to go to like Yellowstone and. Yeah. Um, what's it? Um, Yosemite. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yosemite. Yosemite's in Wyoming, right? That's Yosemite's in California. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that was in Wyoming. No. That's Yellowstone is in um in multiple states, but Yosemite is in California. I know this because yeah, we're deer and antelope play. You're yeah, right. I know. Right. Um, <laughs> Yosemite is in California because Apple named one of their uh, operating systems after it. Mm. It all comes back to Apple. Yosemite. It's in the Sierra Nevada region. Mm. Yeah, my actually my uh, parents went out there to Yosemite. Yeah, they did like a my my grandma's from Montana. Really? Yeah. Oh, she. Oh, they went to Big Sky. Big wait, Sky. Wait, is where wait, wait. Yeah, Big Sky would be cool. What's the black population in Montana? Uh, she was her family was, was the, the black only population. Ones? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you were to go visit her in Montana, the the in, the population instantly doubles. Well, she. So she grew up on like one street. It was like she grew up in Cutbank, Montana. And her family was the only was the only black family in the town, but they were respected because her my great grandfather he taught kids kind of keep coming full circle he taught kids who were in juvenile he taught them like how to box and everything and try to control their anger and all that stuff and um, that's and then, crazy yeah but they would it's kind of crazy how the the racism or the the discrimination was geared toward more towards Native Americans. Mm. See, I always find that fascinating. I don't think people are like, I don't think people are racist in by by nature. Mm-hmm. And I think even when it's like, I think people are very tolerant of like, I mean, tolerant, maybe not is the wrong word, accepting. Like if you were the only black dude mm-hmm. that lived in a town in Wyoming, I feel like you would not feel any different than the white people who live there. Like in a way they would look at you as one of them. Because they get to know you so intimately, it's like because you're probably both ranchers, or you're probably both right. You know, you're in the community. Mm-hmm. They know you. Hey, he's just yeah, a normal yeah. guy. Yeah, he listens to Garth Brooks just like me. <laughs> you know, he listens to Biggie just like me. Right. <laughs> but it's when you're like, I think it's when people look at us as groups, and there's like the unknown of this group. It becomes more generating a fear because you have to. Well, there's more people. You have to. Yeah, like, but it's like a, it's easier to divide people up. Right, you get to separate people in factions to know, and then you, to know where you stand. Or right, and that's what I hate about like today's politics. It's it's so um, identity driven. Oh yeah, you know, like Hillary Clinton talking about she walks around with fucking hot sauce on oh, her back. Get the pander, dude. She you know? pandered so much. No, you don't. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, that's what I was I so annoyed when she said that. I, I don't want to. That's that shit. I don't want to. I don't want to to be kind of associated with. So it's like what you kind of like the character caricature of black people that you right that you that you see. You think we oh hot sauce? I mean these niggas love that. Well, just, Popeyes, uh, yeah. What do you like? And you see it ramped up around elections. You know people who you never see in your neighborhood now they're there. 
Po- politicians are there's there's frauds. Um, but yeah, I was reading this book. It's called uh, Oh fuck! Oh, Age of Damn it! God damn it! I'm fucking up. Um, Age of Empires? No, Age of Age of Racism. No, it was about uh, democracy in America and okay. how it's become like a luxury. Like a like, it's kind of like a luxury hotel. Mm. And like you said, politicians only come around. Uh, they're like the housekeepers. Yeah, they come around when you they you might need something. Clean, yeah, clean up. Oh, check in on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how's everything? Housekeeping. Good? How's everything good? Everything good. Need and some then, extra blankets. And then when everything's fine, you don't see them anymore. Yeah. So they come around when they when you when they when they need you. Right. I need that vote. What? How? Age of Folly. That's what it's called. Age of Folly. Oh, okay. Um. No, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I there's, I think we need to get. I I feel like I said this in the last pol in the last podcast, but <clears throat> I think we need to really, you know, explore individualism more, mm-hmm. and just understand that even though we are both black men, mm-hmm. that we're different people. Yeah, well, going back to Gambino, he's he's in that video. He is. Giving his perspective, yeah, of he's uh, exuding his experience, right, of being black, right. It's not everyone else's. It's not all black people's experience. Right. You can accept it. You don't have to. He, you don't have yeah, to. Right. Just let him. Let him be. Let him give. It's a mini, mini version of not only mini version, but like a mini sample, right, of what it is to be black. Yeah. There's many kinds of black. There's right. many. There's all kinds of black. Yeah. There's all kind of black people. They're all black people have different interests, right? And it's kind of going back to like being a Republican or a Democrat. You have to you assume that you have to believe in certain kind of things, right? You have to check these boxes, right? Some some people are doing that with being black. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, even even down to the way that we speak. I mean, and it's weird to me. It's like, why is it? That some people question my blackness because I speak proper English. Yeah. You know, it's so it's such it's a annoying. weird thing. It's annoying. I pronounce my words really good. Mm-hmm. Mm, must be white. <laughs> that has to be a level of self-hate. That happened to my grandmother, actually. She was trying to book a like a book a vacation. She had to yeah. do it over her phone. And I forgot where she was going, but the woman, the travel agent was like, Oh, be careful going here. There's a lot of uh there's a lot of like Basically, there's a lot of Negro. A lot there. of melanin going yeah, on around. Right, right. And my grandma was like, oh, "Okay, well, uh, I'll uh, I'll keep that in mind." But she had to go into she had to go into the office mm. to like do up fill out paperwork. And as soon as she like walked in, it's like, "Oh, I'm I'm Charlie Brown," and the lady started crying. Wow. Because she because my grandma she speaks she's she speaks properly. She knows right. how to, she she knows English. Right. right. She's a master of the language. Right. She's an educated woman. Right. And so. She going back to the other podcast, making assumptions. Yeah, people make people make too many assumptions. Oh, absolutely, and that's what people are doing with with Gambino. They're assuming that he must hate mm-hmm. black women, which is why he's not with one. Nah, no, he just happens to not be with one right now. Right, and then Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. he made Get Out. Yeah, he's married to a white woman. Oh, but he's a black hero. Right. No, but Peele's people people even question him too. So how can you how can you have this? How can you be saying all this, have this all this satire and everything, but then, you know, you're going and marrying a white woman. But the thing is, too, what about Serena Williams? Oh, no one calls her out. 
What about Eve? Eve's no one calls her out. Eve's married to a white white man. Mm-hmm. But no, but they're not. In, are they in the sunken place? No. It's only when we do it, right? Yeah, we're responsible. But but no one. But also, people don't want to point out when black men are married to black women. You know, like in terms of like celebrities, like Steph Curry is. They kind of they celebrate. They celebrate, but like black is love. It? Yeah, they kind of celebrate it. I don't think it's it's celebrated as much as it's. I mean, maybe I'm just seeing the. Maybe I'm just um, latching on to the negative more, mm-hmm. but I I hate that perception that it's just oh, well black men just get money and then they go on to white women. Mm, no, LeBron James been with the same woman he's been with since high school. Yeah, shouts. Right. It's like, great. It's I don't know. He's just married. We, he's we, married. We, he fell in love. That's right. all it is. Maybe people get married. No one. Have you ever questioning who who um who people are attracted to is the same thing as asking, you know, being upset with gay men that they don't like women. Why don't you like women? You hate women? Do you hate women? You don't no. like pussy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> fucking. No, they just like fucking dicks and shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It has like nothing like. to do with you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Stop taking shit personal. Exactly. Another, another rule. Another, it's another agreement. Right. Don't make assumptions. No, it has yeah. literally nothing to do with you. Yeah. It has no bearing. People, people on you. want to make it about them. Right. They want the attention. They want the. I just want their right. Who someone hurt. chooses has absolutely nothing to do with you. Absolutely not. Get your head out of your fucking ass. Stop thinking the flat Earth revolves around you. It doesn't. doesn't Pay re- attention to your own fucking life. Doesn't revolve around us. Doesn't revolve around. No. The universe owes you nothing. No one owes you an explanation for why they like this person. Right. Or why they do what they do. Right. Or how they dress the way they dress. No no one owes you sh- you don't no one owes you shit. No. You shouldn't expect shit. Exactly. It's a, so many so many bad things come from people's expectations of like how someone else should act and how someone else should treat them and yeah. what you should be doing and you know how about you take the vi- take the music video for what it was debated it on the merits of the video and of the the particular topic that he was talking about get the fuck out of his personal life and we gotta we gotta try to move forward together yeah because this is another i think it's another i mean i've said this but it's another form of it is a form of oppression yeah it's where it's a result of our oppression right absolutely we're we're just gonna keep each other down and it's just annoying because it's you, we can't, you literally can't do anything. Right. And it just completely took the moment away from, from, from what it was. Right. To change, you know, kind of the, the narrative of the situation. Mm-hmm. It's the same fucking people who think Bruno Mars is culturally appropriating. Yeah, he's benefiting because he's, he's uh, racially ambiguous. Is that his fault? What is he? He's like, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, but- I think he's like Filipino and Puerto Rican and. Uh- you know, he's a mix of things. I'm Filipino. Yeah. Are, oh, but are you black though? I don't know. <laughs> we have to. Oh, now, now you're not. Now you're not black. No. I mean, you're racially ambiguous, I guess. Yeah. Aren't we so, all? You, you know, that I, that thing that I I can't I can't stand that. So it's it's Bruno Mars's fault that he enjoys a particular kind of music and he creates music within that genre. That album was pretty good. He creates good music. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be he's supposed to apologize for that. No, I think what people are interested in they want 
people they want white people in particular to say black people created everything you know whether we did or did not it's not even like you know it's yeah, not even yeah, yeah. the point right culture is created by everyone right culture is Mix fluid and match. we're just we're just fucking humans come on guys we're all we all the same we have hearts we have brains we have two eyes yeah and if you start looking at people as individuals and and not as group statistics mm-hmm. maybe we'll get to appreciate that big facts just you, you just appreciate bruno mars for what he's able to do. Right. Providing. Appreciate the music for what it is. You know, music has never been something that's been about race per se. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be the thing that unites people and has us not think about race. There's different types of music that come from different yeah. cultures. Oh, absolutely. That are identified with it. Absolutely. But uh yeah. But I think you know, it's just there's so many things that that we use or was once used to um, that, to bring people together that we're kind of now trying to use to to separate. Mm. I don't know. It's just it's just not a good look. Ooh, that was a tough screen. That was definitely a foul. Got distracted. It's a uh, Golden State forty-one, Houston thirty-eight. Uh. Yeah, man. Do you have any? You had anything else you want to bring up? No, nah, man. I mean, there's we wanted. We talked about the. We did a recap of Gambino, and that's what we really want to talk about was the, like black, the, back, the yeah. blacklash. Yeah, the <laughs> black. Oh, that's oh, that's a good. Hey, that's a title right there. Blacklash. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah that's yo. good. Shouts man, to that's the First one I came up yo, with. Cam came up with all the other. Shouts to That's only, a good one. Only took me six episodes. I've been, to come up with, right? <laughs> I've been sitting here thinking, like, what can we call this episode? Blacklash is the good. Blacklash. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so look out for that. Um, I'm. Good. I mean, we'll, we'll wrap we're, it up. Yeah, where are we at right now? We're, we've been going on for over an hour, hour fifteen almost. Yeah, it seems flies by. Yeah, right? it does. Yeah. That's good. great. It's a great way to, you know. That's a good, that's a good place to stop. Good, we kind of we we did bring it. We started off, you know. Yeah. Started black, kept it black. We're good. We went with full Keep circle. Black. But yeah. Uh. So yeah, that, that's it. That's episode six, I guess. That's episode six, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You know where to catch us? We're on Podbean. Podbean, iTunes, iTunes. Hit, please, hey, subscribe, like us, rate us. If you yeah. like us, you know, rate us. If you don't like us, rate us. Yeah, that's helpful. It, it really helps it helps us out a lot right. when you subscribe and when you rate us. Um, and you know, if you want to connect with us on on social media, I think Cam, yours your uh, your social media platform of choice is Twitter. Twitter, I use Twitter and, and Instagram. Okay, but they're both my handles are Camden underscore B. Nice, pretty pretty simple. It's pretty easy to find. Yeah, and I'm Kanique K E N N I Q U E. I got a Q in my name. Ghetto, Ghetto Fab. Uh, um, again, shout out to Bureaucratic for letting us use a song. Shout out. Um, you can catch them on Bandcamp. Bureaucratic. B I R O C R A T I C dot Bandcamp dot com. So go check out his music. If you have a project you wanna, you're working on, need some, need some little lo-fi hip hop, whatever, some just some cool, easy to go hip hop. That's and it. you need good tunes. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Need, for sure. Music makes a lot of makes a difference. A lot of things. Can you makes imagine like watching commercials and no music in the background? No jingles. No. Lead how, out you, how are you music? supposed to remember? Music is a time machine. Hell yeah! Like a just 
There's some song like everyone relates. It. There's some albums, some songs that you hear it just takes you right back to a moment. Time, you're like, damn, you're all balling yeah. All right, y'all. Yeah, but uh, all right. Have a good week, y'all. That's we'll see you next week. Six. All right, peace.